You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Never a dull moment for sure. This time, it is really, really good news on the recruiting trail for the Florida Gators. Welcome to Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And how about that? We are ready to go with the commitment, the flip of quarterback Jaden Rashada flipping from Miami, flipping to Florida. How about that? How about that? Great news to wake up to for most of you. It was late night. Remember, he's on the West Coast. He's in California. He's not on our timeline. (laughs) He's not on our timeline anyway. He's on his timeline. Uh, But late Thursday night, he sends out the tweet that he's decommitting and flipping from Miami and will commit to the University of Florida. So if you've been on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, various message boards out there too, there were the whispers. There were the whispers of this one. But of course, with all the storylines surrounding Miami and the recruiting world the last few months, the nuts didn't really need to get out too, too much. But the whispers were there. Uh, And this one happened I tried to stay up late Thursday night, but it just wasn't happening. I've had a crazy week at my normal job covering elections, covering hurricanes. I tried to stay up, but it just wasn't happening. So I go to bed, but wake up to this wonderful, wonderful news here of the Gators getting a quarterback, another quarterback in the class of 2023, this time Jaden Rashada. We'll go through it all. This was one of the... Most followed recruitments of this cycle so far for the Gator side, only to see him commit to Miami in the summer months. I was about to say when it's all said and done. I mean, of course, I don't see him flipping again. But of course, we got to early signing day to go. Uh, But right now, as it stands, he's flipping from Miami to Florida. And big, big storyline there, of course. And like I said, those storylines of Florida and Miami and the battles. Just recently, the big surprise of Cormani McLean not committing to Florida, but committing to Miami instead. 
this was in the back of my mind because that's when the whispers kind of started, uh, at least for on my end, that, hey, this might be in the works. So don't get me wrong. You remember listening to the Cormani McLean episode. That hurt. That still hurt. Uh, but, you know, this this had to be the fallout of that. You, you had to rebound. You had to bounce back, especially knowing that it was possible. And this had been in the works for uh, a, a little while now. And Gators get their guy. And when, uh, look, the staff doesn't quit. We'll get into it a little bit too. But remember, just a few weeks ago, flipping Roderick Kearney from FSU as well. So hurting your rivals with some of these flips are the Gators with some of the best recruits out there and positions of need for the Gators. So a lot to get into right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Everybody hit that like button. Look, I said in the last episode, we might want to set that like record there just, just for the heck of it. But right here, let's do it for the heck of it, but also for the content. I mean, look what the subject is here. Gators get their top recruit in the class so far. Flipping him from Miami. Everybody knows the storylines here with this one. So hit that like button if you like what you're hearing and what we're talking about right here on Gators Breakdown. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Uh, when these surprise episodes like this happen, you'll get that notification. As I said, you know, we're here every time Gators get a commit. We're talking about it right here on Gators Breakdown. So make sure you don't miss the episodes. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. A lot going on right now in Gator Nation. Gators Breakdown Plus as well. The conversation is hot and heavy right there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. I got it right here on my other screen. Hopefully you guys are watching at the same time. I know you're, you're live in the YouTube comments too. So if you're on YouTube, those comments there, I know some of you are bleeding over from the Discord to YouTube right now. Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. A lot going on uh, right there. But also, hey, a lot going on, too, with the Gator Collective. These things are not by accident. Uh, recruits see what an advantage NIL is at Florida. And for all the criticism and complaints about NIL and the Gator Collective and the Gator Guard and all that, hey, look, it, it's, it's playing out. Things are going on behind the scenes. Not everything needs to be out there. Uh, of course, results have to happen. And I know a lot of you were kind of waiting on tangible evidence and results to maybe fully buy in, but these things do not happen by accident. So, of course, you, know, you join um, Gator Collective where you can really take part, you can help, you can help build it up where NIL is an advantage for Florida and recruits will take notice. So, if you can, I know a lot's going on right now, but if you can, every little bit helps. You get access to all the exclusive interviews that they do, a lot of the events that Gator Collective hold. And look, one more coming up this week. Gator Collective, Anthony Richardson, and myself on a Twitter space next week. So big, big Gator Collective event with a quarterback for the Gators. Speaking of quarterbacks. <laughs> so a lot going on. These things do not happen by mistake. So you can be part of the difference by joining the Gator Collective. Link is in the description for that as well. All right, Gators. Here we go. You know what's next. Let's get to it. Hey, Gator Nation, we got to commit. It is quarterback Jaden Rashada. He is a four-star on both services on the 24-7 Sports Composite and the On3 Consensus. On 24-7, they have him as the 57th ranked player in the country, the seventh quarterback overall 
on three consensus, not far behind. He is the 61st overall player and seventh ranked quarterback on that service as well. Six foot four, 185 pounds from Pittsburgh, California. From California to Miami originally, and now from California to Gainesville. And look, guys, he, he really liked Florida from the get-go. Um, and Miami won out in the little first go-around of this. Uh, but Florida didn't give up. The interest was still there in, on both parties. I was told when he committed to Miami that this may not be over. Lo and behold, it's not. Lo and behold, it is not Gators get their top-ranked commit for the class of 2023 right now. So what did Jaden Rashada have to say about it all? There's this tweet. Put it up for you. But he says, over the past few months, notice that, past few months, I've been weighing my options heavily. I have dreamed of playing SEC football since I was a little kid. After a lot of prayer, conversations with my family, and those close to me, I have decided to change my commitment and play for the University of Florida. I have tremendous respect for Miami and what they are going to accomplish there, but I have watched this season, and Coach Napier and his team are building something very special in the swamp, and I want to be part of it. I am incredibly grateful for Coach Gaddis, Coach Ponce, Coach Cristobal, and his entire staff at the U for giving me an opportunity to be a hurricane. Most of all, I want to thank the man above for the guidance and blessings. God is great. I would ask you, please respect my decision and privacy at this time. Go Gators. Boom. Man, don't that one. Don't that one feel good. Doesn't it feel good? Notice now, past few months, Jaden Rashada is a Gator. One more time, I don't think we can say it enough. Flipping from Miami. So, if you look at 24-7 sports, and, you know, I like to do this, especially with the higher-ranked guys, kind of seeing where they are in the history. So, quarterback history rank. 24-7 24-7 sports all-time list that goes back to 2000 when they started keeping up with all this stuff. He is the ninth-ranked quarterback Florida has ever signed in the 24-7 sports all-time rankings. That slots him in between Will Greer and Felipe Franks. Now, look, Jaden Rashada was getting a whole bunch of love before this season, and he's only... He's only shown... A lot more this season. Take a look at his stats right here so far this season. Nine games played. Completed 148 of 231 passes. For 2,122 yards. That's a 64% completion percentage. You know Will Miles is going to like that. Averaging 14.3. And then averaging 235.8 yards a game, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Man, there's stats there. One more time. uh, 148 for 231, 2,122 yards, 
64% completion percentage, 235.8 yards a game, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. All right, 24-7 Sports, Chris Singletary offers this analysis of Jaden Rashada. Owns a frame and build that can add ample weight and strength. Has the mold to add at least 20 pounds of muscle easily. As he matures and gets stronger, it will benefit his durability, long-term ability, and development. Stands tall in the pocket with the mobility to avoid the rush and buy time to make plays under pressure. Poison does a nice job making plays off of platform. Mechanically displays a smooth, effortless throwing motion. Gets the ball out quickly, generating power from his lower body to have the ball snap out of his hand. Does a good job changing speeds and adding touch on throws when need be to either fit the pass into tight windows or complete throws over defenders. Good ball placement on passes where only the receiver is able to make the play. Plays with an impressive anticipation on his throws where you can see that he is throwing his receivers open and out of harm's way. Continued development should foster growth in his ability to go through his progressions and understand pre-snap what coverage the defense is in so he can get the ball out quicker than he already does. Good, good analysis there from 24-7 Sports, Chris Singletary. Let's go to on three and Charles Powers, uh, Charles Power. Thinner frame passer with impressive arm talent that keeps his cool when facing pressure. That's what I like so far. You know, through both of these analysis, talk about how pressure's in his face, but it doesn't seem to affect him all that much. Has the arm strength to drive the ball down the field and into tight windows. There you go. Another one. If he can fit the ball into tight windows, already starting with a, a base platform there of showing some nice zing on the ball. Rashada possesses the functional movement skills to escape the pass rush. Three-level passer who has the ability to layer the football. Pretty much he can make every throw out there at this level. Of course, he'll need some development. But you like what you're hearing about making the throws into tight windows or fitting it where he needs to. Uh, this is going back a little bit. Productive player last season, throwing for 2,220 yards, 27 touchdowns, five interceptions. So you like that touchdown and interception ratio at the high school level. Rashada can be inconsistent with his ball placement, but showed flashes of improvement in camp and seven-on-seven settings in the spring. Should develop quicker processing with more reps in the same offense after playing in three different systems. Rashada played his freshman season at Liberty High School before transferring to IMG Academy for, for his sophomore season, transferred back to California, playing his junior season at Pittsburgh High School. On the older end of the spectrum for quarterbacks in his class, has the physical tools and arm talent to be to become the face of an elite level power five program. There you go. There's your analysis from 24-7 and on three of quarterback Jaden Rashada. So I'm gonna go back to something I just mentioned earlier in the episode. Big flips for the Gators. And I know, I know, we were all right there together. We were all there in the summer months. It was a roller coaster of recruiting. There were a lot of highs for the Gators and there were a lot of lows, but probably the lowest of the low was this commitment of Jaden Rashada when he committed to Miami. I know, you know, Billy Napier and all the talk of bump class and what would it look like 
we just we, we were looking at this commitment. A lot of people were looking at this one in particular, this one and Cormani McLean, and you ended up losing both to Miami yet until now. But yeah, but you were looking at McLean because he had been there. He had been there as you know, possibly a Gator lean in-state guy that you just couldn't miss. And then Rashad at the talk heated up really fast, and it kind of come out of nowhere. And then we were hearing Florida's in really good shape. And there were a lot of predictions for Florida. And then, in the end, it was Miami. And this, that was probably the low of the low in the summer. But on that same day that Rashad had committed to Miami, Roderick Kearney committed to Florida State. It was a bad day on June 26th for the Gators. Two of your top targets. Kearney was my top offensive line target in the whole class. A little biased for me because he's from Orange Park right outside of here, right outside of Jacksonville here. And just because I think he's the perfect offensive lineman for Billy Napier's system. And then you had Rashada and all the good news about him possibly committing to Florida and only for both of them to commit to rivals. Rashada to Miami, Kearney to Florida State on June 26th. Gator Nation was all riled up, rightfully so, rightfully so. But it was early. Well, let these things play out. It was a dark day on June 26th. And then lo and behold, late October, early November, both guys are in the Gators class. Roger Kearney flipping a couple of weeks ago to Florida. And then Jaden Rashada flipping from Miami to Florida. So you hurt FSU, you hurt Miami. Two of the better players of their classes are now in your class. And they make up you know, a lot of the top of the class for Florida. First of all, both of them are offensive players. And you know we had been discussing a whole lot about the balance of this class and how it really leaned towards defense. And... Right, I mean, come on. We, we know where a lot of the issues are for Florida uh, right now, and this defense uh, causing a whole, a whole bunch of issues the last few years. So, of course, no issue really with what Florida's doing on the defensive side of the ball, but it was, okay, what can Florida do on the offensive side? And you had some good commits there, especially at the wide receiver position over the summer. And then you pulled in a quarterback, with Marcus Stokes in the summer as well. But the talent level had to kind of start coming up a bit on that side of the ball. So now, with Jaden Rashada, the 23rd committed to class, but just looking at offensive recruiting, Jaden Rashada is the best player in the class, of course, leading the way there, 57th overall. He's only ahead of Kelby Collins, who's 72nd. But, of course, you know, defensive player. But Aiden Mazzell... Is the third player in the class for Florida right now. He's the 77th ranked player in the country. So you have a quarterback who is the top player in the class and a wide receiver who is the third ranked player in the class right now. And then Roger Kearney, who's the fifth player in the class. So three of your top five are now on the offensive side. But just going down the list here, now you, ha- you have Rashad. You have Mazelle and you have Kearney. Add in Eugene Wilson, Trayon Webb, Andy Jean, 
Marcus Stokes, Najee Harris, Tyree Patterson. Now, I think what you start looking at now is, does this move recruiting into a new direction on offense for Florida? Can you go out there and get some more offensive linemen now, perhaps? Another running back. Can you add another running back? Trayon Webb, I'm not saying he don't I want him in this class. You know, but the plan for the longest time with this class was taking two running backs. After what we saw from Trevor Etienne this year on the field, I got high hopes for Trayon Webb to come in and be an instant impact player. But also, you know, if you need to go get another running back, if you have the ability to go get another running back out there, add him to the class. We know Billy Napier likes to run the ball. We know he likes to run the ball with multiple running backs. And then with Florida having Lingard and Wright probably on the way out, taking two of this class, not a bad idea. Especially when it was in the plans to begin with. And now offensive lineman with Rashada, you gotta think, oh, what's happening there at Florida? Francis Malangoa, another Miami commit. Would he follow Rashada in the flip world? Samson Okanlola, another big-time offensive line prospect out there. Miami was in it for him for the longest time. Florida has gotten in it for him. From what I've been told, this turned some heads. And look, this was one reason I wanted, if you go back to the summer months, and one reason I wanted a quarterback like Jaden Rashada in the class, because it is a lightning rod. It gets noticed. It pulls in other recruits. You get a quarterback early in the class. And this isn't early. But you know, there's a fallout from it. And it's usually pretty positive. Well, it can be pretty positive right here for Florida, even late in the cycle. You got a quarterback. You got a high-level quarterback now coming in. We'll see what happens with Marcus Stokes and, and what the fallout there is from that. I have no issue bringing both guys in. But does he look at it different now? Has recruited really well for Florida. Has helped build a lot of you know, those receivers for Florida. Came in around the time as Marcus Stokes as well. He helped there. He's helped with some of these Jacksonville kids in the Jacksonville area. We'll see what happens there. I, I, don't, I, I really don't know. I haven't really followed up a whole lot on that one. I'm more excited about <laughs> what we got right here. But it is worth bringing up. What, what can happen there with Marcus Stokes in this class? Now, Jay Rashada, even at this time, the same time when you're looking at Florida, does Anthony Richardson go to the NFL? And part of, you know, Jaden Rashada was when, you, when you're this highly recruited, this highly rated, are you a step-in day one type of player? I, I'm not sure if he is or not. I certainly gives him the, comp, the, the, the ability to compete for this with Jack Miller and Jalen Kitna, Max Brown, Marcus Stokes. If he decides to come in this class. But you got to think the depth chart played a huge, huge, huge part of this. Florida's NIL opportunities. We all saw the Anthony Richardson stuff come out about all his NIL opportunities so far. Over a million dollars. It's there. You don't have to be so, so loud about it. The people who need to know, know about Florida's NIL opportunities. Believe me, it's because it's not shouted out on Twitter in some uh, immature way. And yes, you know where I'm going with that. 
doesn't mean the right people don't know about it. Especially at the quarterback position. Well, Anthony Richardson's been, we know nationwide what the Florida quarterback position means out there. It is one of the most coveted positions in college football as a Florida Gator quarterback. It is always in the headlines. No, that's quarterbacks for every team is like that, but especially for Florida. There's three Heisman statues outside the station or outside the stadium that just lets you know how big it is. It is a national storyline, the Florida Gator quarterback position. Always is. A lot of good stuff happening right there. So as I mentioned, right here, Jaden Rashada is the 23rd commit of the class right now for Florida. And I know we talk about you know getting the elites and getting the top of the top, but this is now their fourth player in the top 100. Roger Coney right outside of that at 123. Eugene Wilson, 137. Jakeem Jackson, 143. So about seven in the top 150. Talent level in the class. Definitely rising with this. The Gators are now eighth in the 24-7 sports composite rankings with 23 commits. 23 commits, 19 four-stars. 19 four-stars, four three-stars. With that, the Gators jumped Miami. The Hurricanes are now ninth, Clemson 10th. But with the Rashada flip, Florida jumps Miami right there. The Gators average 91.97. Uh, average is now higher than Miami's. Not as high as your Bama's, Georgia's, Notre Dame, LSU, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma. Those teams are in front of Florida, one through seven. They also have a, high, also have a higher average. We'll see how this class ends for Florida. You can best bet Florida right now with 23 commits. There's a lot of high-level targets out there. The average is at least going to stay about there or go up for Florida. Florida's not reaching for the rest of this class. I'm not saying you don't have another three-star out there, maybe. But the majority of the targets out there Florida's going to put to finish off this class aren't going to be reaches. And if you want to go by recruiting rankings, should be pretty high in the recruiting rankings, should be high in their position rankings. But 91.97, as I said, Miami's at 91.91. Clemson's at 91.48. Tennessee's 90.48. So higher than those teams that are around you, that are behind you. So this pretty much, as I was talking about, Florida will add more, pretty much solidifies Florida in the top 10 of the recruiting rankings, if you want to go by that. I like the average ranking a bit, how you fill out the class as well. And everybody likes to go by recruiting rankings. They are an important part of it, of course. Uh, but you can go deeper <laughs> a bit. We'll see where it goes out. Can Florida push for a top five here? I still think pretty difficult, but you get me anywhere now, just going by rankings, of course. You get me anywhere from five to eight here. Another thing, these teams are so bunched together. There's not that much of a difference. There's really not. When you start looking at Oklahoma, 
Texas might be able to keep it up there, but you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Miami, Clemson, Tennessee, Oregon, USC, all those schools so close together right now. There's not a lot of separation. So just kind of keep that in mind. Don't get me wrong. I know we want to see, I mean, like I said, Florida's probably firmly going to be in the top 10 here. But just keep that in mind. There's a lot of schools grouped together right there. We'll see who Florida ends up adding. We got, let's see, November 11th, early signing day, right before Christmas. So a little over a month, like a month and a week for early signing day. Florida will be hosting visitors this week for the South Carolina game. I think Desmond Ricks is going to be on campus there for this game. And then return December 2nd as well. Florida going to be battling LSU there. Uh, I think what was the final? Bama, LSU, Florida. I'd probably lean LSU right now. Big chance for the Gators to hopefully close some ground up there. I mentioned some offensive linemen earlier. A lot of visits happening. Official visits happening. That first week of December, of course. Unfortunately, Florida won't be playing in the SEC Championship game, but we'll be able to host some visitors starting that weekend with no game going on as well, so all the attention can go towards the recruits. Rashada, hopefully, on campus this weekend. To say lightning rod, Kenny. We'll see what, you know, if some recruits were already in the know of this happening. Have certain conversations been going on? Buckle up. I mean, recruiting is a roller coaster, and you know, there might be some bad news. For, I'm not hinting at anything, by the way. I'm just saying there might be some bad news for Florida along the way. I still think there's a lot of good news for Florida on the way. That's just the world of recruiting right now. But man, whew, big one here. Big one. Got to feel good about this one. Got to feel good about this one. Not over. <laughs> Not over till they say it's over. All right. Everybody, thank you so much. I see the YouTube comments hot and heavy. There's way too many to go through <laughs> right now. Um, uh, let's see. Marshall Dupree says, finished up the class with Pup Howard, Francis Malangoa, Hogan Lola. Um, I'm telling you, Pup Howard, that's not happening. Unless South Carolina staff gets decimated, that is the only way that one happens. But yes, linebackers, absolutely. I see Q Lee. Q, thanks for hopping in here. Hey, morning show, man. <laughs> I know you're in here for most, for, for most of the night shows. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Definitely need some linebackers. We'll see. Lewis Carter, of course, the one that comes to mind for me. I mean, Pup Howard is always at the top of mind for me. I, I, too many connections to that kid. I would just love to have him. I just, I don't see it happening, guy. I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you the truth there. Yeah, I, I mean, I won't shut the door on it completely, but South Carolina's really got to lose some staff members for that to even become a possibility. I think he'll be in the stadium this week too, though, by the way. But I'm not sure as a, a visitor for the Gators, but he'll take the short ride down with his, uh, his uh, South Carolina team coming in. Get a sip of coffee right there. Man, that coffee tastes good this morning. Tastes so good. Everything's, everything's good right now. 
Brian Fisher, let's see, the best Gator Day flip session. There we go. Hopefully more. Pancakes. Everybody flipping those pancakes this morning. <sighs> let's see. Gary Day, I think uh, Walker flips after the visit. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting one there. With John Walker there, UCF commit. Uh, not much uh, secret there of much, how much he's been on campus this fall for Florida. Uh, maybe the flips aren't done. Maybe the flips aren't done. Jacob Morales going going all the way. Cromani next. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know anything about that one too much. Uh, what does that mean? Like, it just happened to Miami. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on it. Uh, Jay comes in. So is AR-15 or AR, of course. Uh, is he leaving now? This has nothing to do with that. But, I mean, those are unrelated. Uh, whatever Anthony Richardson decides to do uh, will have this. This won't, hap- this, this won't have any outcome on that. Uh, he's going to make his decision uh, what's best for him you know, in the coming weeks there. Bashay Glenn, uh, good point. Uh, has any team ever flipped three players from three teams in the same state before? Uh, I mean, I would assume that probably somewhere in Texas, maybe that's probably happened. Maybe it's happened with Florida too. Uh, back in the past, um, you know, UCF are, is recruiting better, so you know the quality of flipping, you know, players outside of Florida State and Miami probably not there too much for Florida. But now, I mean, Kearney, Rashada, maybe Walker now. That would, that would be an interesting storyline now, wouldn't it? Uh, Brian Fisher, the AR NIL news helped. Uh, I say NIL in general. Um, you saw Rashada's tweet, and that is not a secret since he's going to put it out there. I mean, this has been in the works for a little while now. Florida didn't stop recruiting him. His interest never stopped in Florida. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let me go back a little bit before we end up here. I'm trying to figure out where I went earlier. But man, I really wanted to stay up last night. It, it's funny thing is it was about uh, midnight Eastern time. So I was I was well asleep. My, my, my body's worn out this week. Uh, Josh Dimmers, let's see this. I'll pop that up. Dave, this is already the Gators' highest rated class at 277.62 points since 2013. Uh, third place, I'm assuming that's what happened in 2013. Third place at 291.89. With possible attrition, what is the floor at this point in 2022? And what's the ceiling? Uh, I mean, we know the big names out there, the, the, the Alabama kid defensive lineman, you know, Russell and Smith. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The ceiling, and I look, look, I'm not predicting the ceiling to be that high, but it is, the, it, the possibility is there. Um, can you get one of those guys, two of those guys? As I said, look at, look for some of these offensive linemen. I think over 280 now is pretty much going to happen. Uh, and that's a benchmark 
a lot of people have said in the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, it's like, hey, give me over 280 and we're golden here in this bump class. Like that's that's a benchmark some people are setting uh there for for that to happen. Um you know, good good point out this class already the highest rated class since 2013. Uh so we all know uh, it's been well documented the recruiting problems of a Jim McElwain and a Dan Mullen of not recruiting at the highest of levels. Now you've gotten some good players from those classes, of course, no doubt about that. But you raise the recruiting level to get more of those type of players. So those players don't stand out as much. You want a lot more of those. Possible attrition, we'll see. I mean, I don't see, I don't see many decommits in this class. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of these kids see the kind of culture Billy Napier. And look, that's, can that be hit home too much? Can that be hit home too hard at times? It can. But I really do believe this culture, this care that they're building in this staff and among these players, it's going to go a long way. I really do. Now, that, that's only going to matter for some kids out there. I think it can keep the committed kids in the class. How much is it going to mean in the grand scheme of things? We'll see. We'll see. We know the recruiting landscape is so different right now. And what matters to this kid and that kid, it's, it's, it's a lot different out there now. So the floor, I mean, it's not far from what we're at right now. Like I said, I, I think this is pretty much right now with Rashada in the class. I think the top 10 is pretty much a given for the Gators right now, there's a lot of ways to go to get and climb up. I mean, put it this way. If Florida is even pushing for top five, that means they have brought in some high-level kids to finish this class off. The The path is there. How likely is it? I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not. We, we know, like I said, the Alabama kids, Ricks is out there. Some of the offensive linemen I mentioned earlier. We'll see what Florida maybe can do at linebacker. I mean, there's not. I mean, maybe you add anywhere from four to six more, somewhere somewhere along that way. I mean, the the classes in front of Florida right now. Alabama. I mean, that, there's your there's your comparison. Not trying to compare to Alabama. Of course, that's where we'd like to be right now in the recruiting world. But Alabama's sitting at 23 commits, just like Florida right now. Florida's got an average of 91.97. Alabama 94.10. <laughs> I mean, three points higher, and in recruiting, that is big. It doesn't sound like it on the surface, but that is a large gap, especially in the top 10. Florida's got 19 four-stars. Bama's got 14 four-stars, five five-stars. So their top 19 are five five-stars and 14 four-stars, while Florida's is all four-stars. I mean, that, that, that's the difference. You know, so, you know, think about, I mean, Alabama, talk about Rousseau and Smith. I mean, dang, can they add those two guys too? I mean, come on. <laughs> um Georgia right behind Alabama with 21 commits, one five-star, 17 four-stars. Uh, they're average at 93, 93.54. Uh, Alabama and Notre Dame both have 23 commits, the same as Florida. Notre Dame's average, 92.89. So there's you know, about you know, a couple points behind Alabama. 
about a whole point in front of Florida. So there's the difference right there. Florida's eighth with 23 commits. Notre Dame is third with 23 commits. And their score is 289-25. Florida's is 277-62. So it's kind of breaking it down. You know, Florida's going to push for that top five-ish range. Kind of what you have to do there. It's got to be five stars. You know, high, high, high level four stars to even close that gap. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Let's see. Alex Compton, Miami and Florida have been punching and counterpunching, counterpunching, talk about relighting the rivalry more with all these recruiting battles. Absolutely. And when is it? 20... 2024 when these two teams play each other, right? Uh, but let me see. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's right off the top of my head. Let's see. How fast can I get that up? There we go. Yeah, there we go. Saturday, August 31st is what FBS schedules has up right now. Miami at Florida. With all these recruiting storylines that we're, <laughs> we're talking about in these last few months, whew, man, that game is going to be heated. And these names that we're talking about, these two teams are fighting for, that's when you're really going to hear a lot of those guys. I mean, it'll be true freshman next year for the 2023 season. So they didn't really get playing time in 23, 24 probably will be the year they start getting playing time as second-year players. And Miami is the first game of the season in 24. Man, talk about some storylines going into that one. It's Jane Rashada making his first start of his career in 2024 versus Miami. <laughs> I mean, tell you what, that's, uh, yeah, Punching and counter-punching right now. You're going to see that one play out on the field in 2024. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff, Gator fans. Good stuff, Gator Nation. It's been a lot of fun uh, this morning. Um, Errol Rockler, bring that. Kind of hit that, but thanks for the donation there. Great content. I think this will send Stokes out of the class. I know he didn't have a good season, but I can't lie. We went from 300 players to top 100. I believe somebody said, um, you know, I've been in the episode here. I believe somebody said he tweeted Iron Sharp, Iron Sharp, bleh, Iron Sharpens Iron. Man, I cannot get that out. Tone twister for me this morning. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what that means. Um, would I blame him if he went somewhere else? No, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, Florida's right down the road uh, from his hometown and a short drive. Uh, so does he want to come compete? If he doesn't, if he goes somewhere else, I'm not saying he doesn't want to compete. That, that's, I, I don't think about it that way. I'm sorry. I, I think guys and kids should make the decision best for themselves. If they, how many times are we going to sell early playing time to recruits and then blame them if they go somewhere else to try and find that early playing time? So... I wouldn't blame him if he left. I wouldn't think any different about Marcus Stokes if he decides to go somewhere else. 
I, I don't know what this means. I'll ask around um, here. I mean, I'm not sure if he had a heads up this was coming or not. Um, so we'll see what it means. We'll see what it means. Definitely a storyline worth monitoring as we go along here. Uh, all right. Anything else? I think some people say in offensive lineman Lucas Simmons. I mean, there's another offensive lineman I didn't really bring up. Um, possible visit on the way here. Now, Lucas Simmons also committed to Florida State. Could you could could you could you really flip two FSU offensive linemen? Woo! Does Lucas Simmons and Kearney want to just play together? Uh, Logan Durbin brings up uh, Malik Bryant. And of course, you know, that was another Florida-Miami battle. Miami won out over the summer with that one, too. Um, like I said, Cormani, I don't necessarily... It, it, that one's kind of too fresh. I, I don't know. I, I don't see a flip right now. Uh, we'll see if this changes anything. Uh, any chance of Malik Bryant? Uh, I don't think there's much of a chance there either. But we'll see. We will see. Trying to just, you know, give you my initial impression reaction to some of these things. Of course, I'll be able to dive in and ask a lot of these questions myself. All right, there we go. That would do it. Big, big, big episode here. All the good news you can handle, Gator Nation, with the flip of Jaden Rashada from Miami to Florida. Man, they gotta check out Twitter. What are these, what are these hurricane fans thinking? Yeah, they they were uh, poking at Florida last few months. I'm sure Gator Nation uh, will respond. <laughs> uh, MM, one more. This will be the last one. Westside High out of Jacksonville, defensive lineman Jordan Hall, uh, right there. Florida Georgia battle. I'd lean Georgia right now. And man, I mean. After what they do on defense and show on defense week in and week out, that's you know, Florida's Florida's pulled some good defensive players. But man, when you go head to head with Georgia a lot, you know you're you're going to lose some of those battles too. That's one I'd love, of course, right here in Jacksonville, Westside High, not too far. One of the top defensive linemen in the country. If you could pull that one from, I mean, I think he's been leaning Georgia for a while now from what everything I can gather. You end up pulling that one. That's a, that would be a big pull, I'm telling you, just because many, many see that one as a Georgia lean right now. All right, there we go. Let me get the podcast version of this up out there for everybody. But thank you. Thank you for joining in on this episode. Great news. Great news. Getting Jaden Rashada there at the quarterback position for the class of 2023 for the Gators. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>